Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Welcome in to another episode of Snaps, hopefully your favorite daily college football podcast. Uh, I am T-Bob Bear, one of your hosts, joined as always by a man who, um, well, his entire life seems to be intertwining here in terms of uh, where his football career took him. In fact, it's something we're going to talk about on today's show. Of course, I'm talking about former George Great, SEC QB1. Also former Philadelphia Eagle, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? Uh, nothing much, man. Just dealing with a two-year-old, almost three-year-old who's puking and pooping all over the house, which has been just yeah. a great, great past four days. Nothing like watching the NFL draft and, um, yeah, all the other stuff that goes on being a father. But, no, uh, it had me thinking as this intro, you get going with, with Philly and the Bulldogs, what fan base do you not want obnoxiously barking nonstop. Philadelphia Eagles have to be the worst fan base ever to now be given the permission to bark nonstop because of the amount of Georgia football players on their roster. Just imagine also, that. Philly fans just 
Barking. But but here, here's the thing though. Combination. I don't have to imagine it. Cause like, didn't it just happen a couple of years ago? Like, did Chris Long tell the future? Like the year that they won the Super Bowl, weren't they all wearing dog masks for some reason? And they were and they were just yeah. barking constantly. Yes, yes because because they thought they were the underdogs uh, and then took yes. the little dogs. Yes, they so loved they them barking dogs. They, how about this? They went from being underdogs to Ugga dogs, as now they are just uh, full of UGA Bulldogs. Um, uh, Andy J says, T-Bob, I hate it here in your Gen Z, Gen Z take rather than old man take on fans running on the field. I think it's important to keep college football a different sport in the NFL. I know. Look, I think the old man takes actually stop running on the field. I think the Gen Z take is do run on the field. But no, look, I, I think it's dangerous, right? Uh, Chris H. Philadelphia building a team to lure Kirby to the NFL. Ooh, Chris, I like that. We could only mm -hmm. hope that Kirby would eventually go try. I mean, come on. What do you have left to prove in college, Kirby? I mean, how about yeah, how about you do with the big dogs? How about you do with the big? How about how about you show that you're actually a good football coach? Like, I don't know if you're actually a good football coach from winning college football national championships. All I know is no you're a good idea. recruiter. Okay, mm -hmm. you're a good recruiter. You're a good manager. I don't know if you know X's and O's. So if you want to prove to be better than Nick Saban, you're not going to do it by winning college football national championships. There's always going to be debate. Okay, look at LeBron. Look at MJ. Like, there's always going to be debate. If you want to prove you're better than Nick Saban. Go to the NFL, win a Super Bowl. Okay, Kirby, your career is a failure until you lift that Lombardi. That's all I'm saying. Chris said it first, and I'm backing him up here. Um, Wilk says the only way Eagles could be on better is to put Aaron Murray on the roster. <laughs> Fuck out of here. This dude's washed up. I got the no jersey on the wall. Philly, I'm ready to go. I am a little washed up, but uh, it's uh... – I mean, Jalen's so, running quarterback, man. He needs a backup. Let's go. They yeah, didn't I know, dude. Um, yeah, they don't have Gardner Minshew uh -huh. anymore. Uh, okay, I'll say this. Um, you spent your weekend watching, before we get into uh, the show itself, you spent your weekend watching a literal shit show with your son and watching the NFL draft. Uh, I spent my weekend, had a little getaway. We left the kids uh, with some other kids in Monroe and me and a couple other couples Went to Oaklawn in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Do you know what Oaklawn is, Aaron? No, I thought you were about to say you went to the T-Swift concert. I was really getting nope. excited for this. Oh, nope, okay. nope. Oaklawn, that's where they run the ponies. And oh Ooh. my God, dude. If you have never gone and gambled away a day at the, at the horse races, uh, there's just not a more for, fun form of gambling. I mean, it is addicting. And it's not just because, like, the high highs and low lows and all that, but all that's super fun. What the main thing is, Aaron, it is you you feel like you have agency. Is it an illusion? Absolutely. I'm not a horse racing guy. I have never even thought about horses before that morning. But the entire day, I'm locked in. We're looking at our pamphlets. We're looking at the recent results. We're talking it out. We're putting together. And for, like, eight to ten hours straight, just sitting there, drinking, betting, laughing, cutting up, and the whole time you feel like you're doing stuff. I cannot recommend it enough, as always, gamble responsibly. But if you ever have the lose? opportunity, uh, we brought in 400 or 500, and I think uh, we, we lost basically all of it. We lost like 100. Uh, so, you know, I mean, hey, but, hey. Hey, but it was awesome, dude. Though. Responsible, no, yeah, though. Yeah. You, put, no, you no, set no, your we, limit and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we budgeted out 10 races, uh, 40 bucks a race, and we were up, 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 and then we tried to go ham on the last race, and we basically 
pissed away the day. But that's it. That's it, though. That's the fun, man. That, that, like that. Yeah, I don't know. So all I'm saying is I had like a pure Americana weekend, went to the horse races that day. I watched a little high school baseball, little playoff high school baseball, Ooh. beautiful spring evening uh, at, 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 at one of my buddies' big schools up there in Louisiana. So a couple slices of Americana, a little apple pie for your boy this weekend. But my God, mm. I, I I am going to Oaklawn once a year, guaranteed from now on. Also, Hot Springs, Arkansas, little hidden jewel of the South, dude. Incredible architecture, great culture, great vibes. And you could tell that it's somewhere back in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, where like really rich people used to go and just do really rich people shit. It's, uh, it, it was just, it was just a great time. Shout out Oaklawn, shout out Hot Springs, dude. Uh, snaps trip to, uh, why am I drawing yes. a blank right now? Yes. yes. Oakland. Or, yes. or look, no. to be fair, no. there, there, no, no, there's no, no. the fairgrounds the in New Orleans the big as race. well. The big race. Oh, the big Kentucky race. Derby. Kentucky Derby, baby. Why did I draw a blank right there? Now. But snaps trip to Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Come on, Colin. <laughs> Come on, Colin. Make us a couple calls for your boys. That's, uh, that's going down this weekend. I don't know if we're going to be, uh. Next year, next year, uh, next year. Next year, next year. Yeah, Trent Ritchie says, that's fun gambling. That's a no harm, no foul kind of day. If you keep going to the ATM and lose half your money, that's not how it's done. I agree. Also, I would say mm -hmm. probably don't go to the casino that's immediately attached to the to the racetrack either. You know, you God, did your gambling. Rip your there's, no need, there's no need. There's no need to go to the My casino. You goodness. did your gambling. You have fun. Yeah. Go look at hot springs. It's like really cool places to go eat. Go, go, go do that. We that, that that's something that we will not be doing next year, probably is heading immediately to the Casano afterwards. But uh, shout out to Hot Springs, Arkansas, dude. I fell in love with you a little bit this weekend. You're just fantastic. Mwah. All right. Um, now, let's dive into the main topic of the day. Are they the Philadelphia Bulldogs? Are they the Georgia Eagles? Red and black? Green and black? All of Aaron Murray's dreams are coming true as it wasn't not content huh. with getting Jordan Davis into Kobe Dean last year. The Philadelphia Eagles use a New Orleans Saints pick to trade up and get Jalen Carter, maybe the best player in the entire draft. Yeah. Uh, they get Nolan Smith at the end of the first round with their second first round pick, who, again, without a torn peck, is a guaranteed top 10 pick likely. Uh, so two top 10 players in the draft right there. And then, not satisfied still yet, they trade up in the fourth round to go ahead and get quarterback Keely Ringo, who... There's some foibles there, but the upside is really big as well, right, Aaron? Yep. I mean, it's, and don't it's, forget it's, they traded they traded for DeAndre Swift also right. in the draft. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, the only thing I've, I just I've kind of written DeAndre Swift off because he just can't stay healthy. But we'll see. Maybe now in a more Georgia yeah, environment, say healthy. We'll be able to. He's but I mean, Aaron, this He's is silly. He's from Philly. This is absurd on two levels. First off, it's a higher yeah. concentration in a shorter time than I can really remember seeing ever in recent memory. But beyond yeah. that, Philadelphia already felt like a championship team, and it feels like they maybe had the first round of any team in the NFL, and it's all yeah. your loves. It's your former NFL and college team. How are you feeling this Monday? Dude, I feel I feel pretty damn good. I actually have family that lives in Philly, and they were texting me, jumping up and, and, up and down, going crazy all weekend with the picks. You said it though, T. They, they, getting Jalen at nine may go down as one of the best picks of all time for for Howie Roseman, who has just been a magician with this roster and, and putting it together. I mean, it was already a stacked roster. Now you get the guy who I believe was the best pick in the NFL draft at number nine. 
Number, like, yeah. I love the Falcons picking, you know, who they picked at eight. I know there's a lot of people upset about, you know, why are you picking a running back? You know, I think Bijan, you had some good running back play last year. Why are you picking Bijan? I get that. Like, I like Bijan. I felt like actually he was going to drop to Philadelphia at 10 and go there. So first of all, shame on you Falcons for not picking Jalen right in your own backyard at number eight. But Philly has to just be sitting there at nine saying, oh my God, we got Jalen Carter to go on this defensive line with already a stacked defensive line to to be an absolute terror is and then Nolan on the outside too. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, what well, how they got has done this. puts him to the offense. They my bad, but I just wanted to add this in for some yeah. context. They get him in a year in which they lose Hargrave, right? There, who was just yeah. like an all pro. They don't want to pay him. They let him go. Okay, well now you're placing with another guy who looks like he could be an all pro in a couple of years. All pro. I mean, defensive rookie of the year next year. I mean, everything you possibly want. So, and and you put him into. You know, you we we always saw about heading into the draft the off the field issues with with Jalen. Like that was the big worry, and that's the reason why he jumped dropped from potential top two three pick in the NFL draft to number nine. Is there was all the stuff off the field that people were worried about. You put him now in a spot that he is familiar with. He's with his boys. He's with guys that have been there now for a year that know their way around Philadelphia. That can essentially bring him under their wing. He's not going to a spot which is always the hard spot for rookies. You go to a spot where you don't know anyone. So maybe you kind of, you know, do your own thing. You, 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 you maybe yeah. not the best person on off, whatever. Not saying he wasn't gonna be like that. Just saying like, it's hard. You're in a new spot with new friends. You gotta make new friends, new, new day of school. Um, now you go to a spot where you're with five of your boys. So like, you're not going to dinner alone. You don't have to live alone. You can say, Hey, Keely, Hey, Nolan, Hey, yeah. whoever, wherever may, can I, where should I live? Let's go to dinner. You want to come over and play video games? Like you're with your boys, so less yeah. opportunity now in Philadelphia's mind, I'm sure, of him really being, you know, maybe an issue off the field. Plus, I know if you watch the games, you see a big giant guy on the Eagles sidelines. He's always around. Dude is like runs runs Philadelphia. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but runs Philadelphia. He will be all over Jalen, making sure that he stays out of trouble through the streets of brotherly love. So You're great spot about, for him for multiple reasons. Yeah, I've heard about this guy. He's like some big security guy or something. Uh, yes. He's like very well connected in the city. Um, why do you say Philadelphia? Dom. Dom. His name's Dom. Okay, why do you say Philadelphia, though? Is that a Dom thing? Like how, did, how did, Yeah, yeah. Every, every, everybody says Delphia. You say, you said it the entire time. I did didn't I? know if you could... If like the entire time, this is the first time I've ever mentioned. Was it, it. was it really the, bugging you? No, no, no. I'm just, it's just a curious, it's curious. You've hit it like four like times in the last five minutes. So it is more noticeable. That's, I think but, but, but I've heard it every time. What am I saying? Philadelphia or Philadelphia? Is it Philadelphia? No, no, you're saying, you're saying Delphia like Dolph Lundgren. And yeah. most people pronounce it Delphia like the like the Oracle yeah. of Delphi. So just a little, I, I didn't know if it was like a specific, like I'm sometimes with, I'll say I'm things. With Trent Ritchie in the chat, I was okay. going to say Philly. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it's one of those things where like sometimes I start saying things wrong as a bit, but then it accidentally becomes real. Uh, I didn't know if there was a story <laughs> behind it. Yeah, You stick with your Philadelphia, Aaron. I'm not trying to shit on your good time. Um, Wilk says, would it be a sin if I swap my fandom from the Falcons to the Eagles? Uh, I've seen a lot mm. of this with that 2019 LSU team, uh, in that a ton, there is so much Cincinnati Bengal gear now in South Louisiana yeah. due to the Joe Burrow effect. However, yeah. the key difference is obviously Saints Bengals, NFC, AFC, 
not really that much of a threat. Uh, I think you can certainly cheer for the Eagles when they're not playing the Falcons, but recognize that ultimately that new team you're cheering for will stand in your team's yeah. way of uh, doing what it actually wants to. So, no, but, but look, if they're not going head up, then absolutely. Why wouldn't you cheer a bit for the Eagles and it's all of your favorite players that you watched the past few years playing still balling out now on Sunday? Uh, just throw another bone for Georgia, too, which is wild. Um, I think I saw this over the weekend as well. Every defensive player on the Georgia starting roster from 2021 has been drafted in the past two years. Just tells you how good that defense was. Every starter on that defense has been drafted in two years. What? Um, yeah. Actually, you know, it's pretty ridiculous to look back on. I can't remember the exact tweaks. I forgot to save it, but uh, uh, there, there's some stats out there on the 2019 SEC championship game where you look at the LSU and the Georgia rosters, which I know was not a good game, but the amount of yeah. players that have been top-round picks and gone to the NFL, Ooh. there was a ludicrous amount of talent mm -hmm. on that field. Uh, all right, let's, hey, let's do a little bone to our boy out west. Clint Moses says, go Beavs. Shout out Oregon State. going to be a huge year for the Beavers. Um, he says, Seahawks, is that McIntosh guy any good? Kenny? I think Kenny's great. Yeah. Um, Ken Kenny's... A new new age running back. I think he's tremendous out of the backfield. You know, a little bit question. His big question was his physicality. I mean, that was something that drove Kirby and the staff crazy. Was you know, and all the running backs start the season was you know, you get touched, you go down. But versatility wise, he's he's great. You know, you just kind of continue. You know, put him through. You know, what the running backs go through that gauntlet where the the things are, and you kind of run through them. He just needs a little bit more of that. Stay on your damn feet. Run through contact. He'll be fine. But being able to move him around, which is why the two, first two running backs in the draft went where they did, is because I talk about chess pieces. They're like chess pieces. You can put them in the slot. You can obviously give them little flares out of the backfield. You can run them from from you know the the dot behind the quarterback or and from the gun. You can do a lot of things with him. Kenny's like that. Just got to continue to build that physicality when it comes to this mindset. Uh, how about this, Aaron? Uh, I've seen many Eagles fans asking when the appropriate time to bark in public is. Uh, do you have always. any advice? How are just just always? It's just a you, oh, whenever you, you Georgia want. fans whenever just you feel the urge. You Georgia fans just walk through everyday life just barking at each other. Yeah, yeah. I usually it, if but, someone gives me like a go dogs, I give them the go dogs. Woo -woo. Yeah, it's like a little ice <laughs> response back. <laughs> No, no. What? I mean, I know you do it because that sounded so natural. Like you, yeah. it's such a practice. Of, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, oh ooh. wow, man! All right, Philly, welcome. The real to thing it, that happened to it wasn't the tone; it was the rhythm he had. Yes, so it was like a perfect rhythm. Ooh. I can't even. I can't even accomplish it. A lot of in there. Who's uh, who's more excited about this, T. Bob? Or or yeah. Philly fans more excited? Or are um, Georgia fans more excited about this? No, no, let's be clear. Philly deal. fans are more excited. Philly fans are more excited because they got two top 10 players in the first round of the draft. The team that just went Keely's to the Super Bowl. pretty damn good, too. Barely lost the Super Bowl, got two players that were, uh, at least, you know, based on consensus opinion, uh, were underdrafted. Like it, it's it's yeah. it's the ultimate rich get richer sort of scenario. It's just absolutely ridiculous. If you're Philadelphia Eagles fans, you got to be on cloud nine, and then you got 
Jalen Hurts out here, who like right after he gets paid is, you know, putting out these incredible quotes like, you know, money's nice, but championships are better. And just looking cool as hell while he's doing it. It's um oh man, I I good time. It is a good time to be a Philadelphia Eagle. One last thing on this before we move on. Do we see the Alabama problem rear its ugly head? And this is something I've talked about for a long time now with Tide players where you could have some guys who could even win Heismans in college only to flame out miserably in the NFL. How does that happen? Because you have a situation where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? Where, yeah, when you put all of these players on the field, on a college field at the same time, of course they're all going to look incredible because guess what? If I'm rushing off the edge, Jalen Carter's got the fucking guard planted in the in the, in the quarterback's lap, right? If I'm set to be to drop back, my offense, well, I'm not getting touched. I've got weapons are like you're uh, every time these Georgia Bulldogs entered a college game, they were markedly better than the other team, maybe save for mm-hmm. two games in their career three games in their career. Yeah. What happens yeah. to all these guys? Because I don't care. Like, the Eagles are a good NFL team. They're not markedly better than the worst NFL team. It's still, like, you could still get got any day. We all know this, right? Like, yes. so what happens when all these guys get on an even playing field? We're about to find out. I mean, it, it's, I, I can tell I want that. I have confidence that these players who, you know, I've seen play at a really high level and a really good defense are just going to, you know, roll over and all of a sudden the Philadelphia Eagles will continue to be an elite team and you know win the NFC and be competing for a Super Bowl next year like I feel like that but there is a sense of like you got to prove it man like you got to prove that you can leave Georgia uh, a team that has for for many reasons one they are more talented than anyone else so like let's start that first or more talented have played a cupcake schedule for two years now so have been able yeah. to dominate their competition uh, on their way to back-to-back national championships have the best resources, have the best coaching staff. I mean, everything is laid out perfectly for you there at Georgia. I mean, you go back to look at the combine. Nolan Smith jumped on the combine and was talking about all the benefits and essentially telling all the recruits, like, you'd be crazy not to be a Bulldog. They have everything. And once again, they have another easy schedule this year. I'm not going to get into that, but you have been put into a position to excel at Georgia because of the five stars, the coaching, the resources, and the schedule. Now, all of a sudden, you are on a more even playing field. Most NFL games come down to you know three to seven points. It's all relatively close. You're playing against the best guys in the world. Can you continue to play at a high level there, or are you going to be hitting the mouth and be like, "Oh God, like this is this is real football now. Like this is what competition is about." And how do you respond? That's that's to be determined. But when you talk about the physical traits that all these guys have, yes, they have all been from from pee wee football through middle school, through high school, through college. They have been the best because they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're quicker, they're they're just more gifted. Now it's just being that dude at the next level. Yeah, Um, but like you said, it probably because like there's always these environmental uh, effects that go into play when determining whether a guy makes it or not. And landing in Philly with your boys is probably actually a pretty damn good environment, especially with the confidence of the staff and everything else. Uh, because they have championship pedigree, they know they can trust him. Like they, they, they tasted oh, yeah. the Georgia yeah, waters last year, and they were like, "Oh shit, yeah. we like this. We want him. We we want more of this." And I also think, you know, how he goes, how he went to Georgia practice, and kind of looks at Georgia and says, "Damn, like these dudes know how to. They know how to practice like professionals. The way Kirby runs it. And I'm not saying like not every other team doesn't do this. Nick does it there, but every team may want to practice hard, may want to go good on good, but they don't have the depth to do it." 
Georgia and Alabama. I mean, LSU is trying to work there right now with, with adding some more depth to the roster, but they can go good on good the entire season and get better every single day of the week in practice where other teams may not because of um, attrition of the roster be able to compete at a high level during the week to be able to go on, on Saturdays. Georgia can do that. They can do it in the spring. They can do it in the fall. So if you're a gym, you go watch them like, damn, these dudes know what it takes to compete at a high level, not just on Saturdays, but the entire damn week of practice. And I think that is something that is built into you, how to be a guy that handles your shit Monday through Friday in order to perform at a high level come weekend time. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's so funny about my experience going from college to NFL practices was that the the NFL practices were obviously harder from a skill standpoint because like the players were just better. But from a physicality standpoint, it wasn't even fucking close. I felt like I was oh, at no. some sort of uh, day spa compared to less miles, three hours, full pads. Repeat it. Repeat it. God damn it. Just constantly fucking. <laughs> we got we to gotta run 46 power again because somebody didn't block down Ooh. or some bullshit. Oh, dude. It was I, was. I got the NFL. I was like, what? It's like two hours? Like in and out. What? We're in done? Oh shit! Okay, it's like a pro though. You got to practice like a pro. You in? You get your? You grind and you get the hell out of there. Um. um all right. Let's. Well, they're uh, pro ready. They're pro ready. There's not. There's not. Which is good and bad. There's not a lot left for you to have to teach those guys. Like they are day one. You know your shit. Let's go. Uh, by the way, uh, I just want to once again point out how much of a better coach Brian Kelly is than Nick Saban. In that, uh, yeah, you can say, oh, but T-Bob, what about all the head-to-heads at Notre Dame and Alabama? Okay, that is what it is. But look at this. I mean, LSU had, what, six draft picks this year? One in the top three rounds? Alabama had 10 draft picks with eight in the top three rounds, including two, uh, yeah, including three first-rounders. Like, I don't know, bro. Get the hell out of here. To me, that feels like an LSU team. Like an LSU team that had way less talent. And yet still yeah. beat that Crimson Tide ass in Baton Rouge. Nick Saban continues to fall off. You hate to see it. <laughs> hate to see it. Yep. Speaking of falling uh, off, there's another former disciple, Saban disciple, that appears to be in trouble. But what, what you got, Aaron? No, I was going to answer a question in the chat. Chance Babin. Hashtag ask Aaron. Thoughts on the quarterback, Hayner, out of Fresno. Uh, now a New Orleans Saint. Okay. Now a New Orleans Saints. I know T-Bob will have to dive into the film and get a little bit more into this. He's 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 good. I don't I don't anticipate him ever being a starting quarterback. Um, maybe I just had the unfortunate time of I've covered him three times in his career, and every time time I covered him, did not play that well. So yeah, I'm very fortunate for him. So I just don't have a really good taste in my mouth of of him uh, as as a quarterback. So. Um, Hayner left a bad taste in your mouth. I feel you, but but yeah, but look, Hayner left uh, a real bad taste in my mouth. He obviously left a pretty good taste in the Saints' mouth. Also, like tomorrow, we're doing an episode on uh, you know Stetson going to LA and reteaming up with Stafford. How come we're not talking about the Fresno connection in the Crescent City? Okay, why is oh, Derek really? Carr and Jake Hayner not dominating the headlines right that? now? Fresnola, no one how cares about that? About- Hayner. <laughs> Fresnola. I like Stoner. Fresnola. Fresno. I'm actually very I'm very proud of Fresnola. That just that just came out the dome right there. Um Georgia Delphia bird dogs is so stupid, Jimbo slice bread, but I kind of love it. Georgia Delphia mm. bird dogs. Uh okay, so like I said though, another Nick Saban disciple in trouble. Yesterday it comes out that Michigan State uh is losing another couple players to transfer portal. And it's not just losing a couple guys, but it's who they're losing. They're losing their starting quarterback, Peyton Thorne, yeah. who remember, much was made of the his rise in that great year two years ago with Kenneth Walker and how they brought in a transfer to challenge him. He still ended up winning the job. It seemed like Michigan State and Peyton Thorne were set to have a great relationship for years to come. What makes it even worse, they lose their number one wide receiver, Keon Coleman to the portal mm. as well. And all of a sudden, you're looking at, let's just look at Mel Tucker's three years at Michigan State. Two and five. Uh, then he was ahead of the curve of the portal. Incredible 11-2 season. 
five and seven last year, and now coming off of a five and seven year, you lose your starting quarterback and your best wide receiver, and your head yep. coach makes nine and a half million dollars a year. Aaron, this feels like big trouble in East Lansing. Oh, it's huge trouble. Are you kidding me? Losing your starting quarterback and 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 receiver. They also have a cornerback. They've just been gutted in the portal this this offseason. And, you know, gets first off, good for you. I mean, he got his big payday. So, you know, regardless of what happens, he's gonna live a very, very good life. But there is a sense of being a competitor as a coach and you want to go out there and put a great product on the field. Um, yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a Sparty fan right now, I'm kind of sitting back like, what the hell is going on? We were at a high of high two years ago, and all of a sudden, you know, we go for a five and seven season, and now we're gonna have to be breaking in a bunch of primetime spots on our offense. Doesn't look like it's gonna be you know happy sailings uh, this season with with once again a pretty you know pretty tough schedule ahead of him. So um, he ain't getting fired. We know that this, the contract is way too big. But he's he's got to get things going. I mean, he's a guy that obviously has had success in the past with the transfer portal. It's open right now. He's going to have to do some hella selling to get guys there to East Lansing. I mean, I wonder if he's not going to get fired. I feel you. It would be absurd almost on a, like a Texas A&M level. But East Lansing loves their football. I mean, the facility is incredible. Really the buy-in from the fans yep. and, and the economic support is incredible. And uh, Mel Tucker has failed uh, mightily. Um mm -hmm. And 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 I think there's a couple things to point out here. Uh, first off, this is the ultimate. The same way that we discussed the concept of look, live by the portal, die by the portal from the player perspective yeah. with Colorado, right? We're like, okay, you know, the portal is great for a lot of players. It allows you to find playing time where you win. It allows you to get into better situations. But also, if you are part of a bad team, it can imperil your scholarship and it can make you have to go find your fortune elsewhere. Well, this is. Live by the portal, die by the portal coaching edition. Because nobody was more ahead of the curve than Mel Tucker when it came to what the transfer portal represented. He was able to climb that chaos like a ladder with Kenneth Walker, who he probably owes money to, uh, to get to 11-2. and two, But now he is suffering in the same way in which he once gained. And, and I'll say this, man. Mel Tucker's attitude, like his coaching style, is very tough to make work nowadays the whole like fuck you to death attitude it just really doesn't seem to resonate as much with these younger guys now maybe if you're yeah. one of these older coaches and you have the skins on the wall where like like nick saban could still act like that even though interestingly oh, yeah. he kind of doesn't right he's he has softened yeah. mightily as we've seen but he could still be that fuck you, my way or the highway type of guy if he wanted to because he can point to his rings and the banners and everything. Like, yeah. if Mel Tucker's motherfucking me, but I don't believe <laughs> that Mel Tucker's a good coach, what do I do? Yeah. I roll my eyes, right? Like, yeah. like I roll my eyes. Like, if you don't respect the man who is yelling mm -hmm. at you, then you don't care. You roll your eyes like, whatever, yeah. dude. You're, you're, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it feels like there's a lot of that going on right now in East Lansing. Oh, it does. It, I mean, you said it. I mean, like, there's only certain coaches that can go out there and yell at you because they've 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 proven like, okay, I, I will suck it up for two or three years because you know this dude has proven that I can win individual awards, win championships, and go to the NFL. So like, you're kind of like, man, let me just take my you know verbal abuse and grind through practice, knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, there really has not been proven that there's light at the end of the tunnel if 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 he's your head coach. So. Yeah, you got to change. You got to adapt. It's a new world. And I'm not going to go on a soapbox because you make fun of me. God bless you, T-Bob, as he sneezes a couple times. 
Audrey's well, man. Well, I, mute, I muted my mic, dude. I muted my mic. You, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. And now you muted your mic, Aaron. I think. You muted Did I? So, yeah, yeah. There you go. Now you're back. Now you're no, back. I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, we, I'm sorry. Uh, we lost you for a second. You're good. Um, but you have to adapt. I, once again, I'm not trying to go on a soapbox because T-Bob makes fun of me for being an old man and bitching about this day and age of players. But it's true. You know, There's I want to have fun. I want, I want, I want, I want Shane Beamer in my life. I want a guy that you know is Ted Lasso that's going to tell me fun stories, you know, pre-game, post-game. You know, give me a hug, give me a shoulder to cry on. Go, go, make me a bunch of money in NIL, and and, and I'm all happy. Even though if if we are a you know eight and four football team, it's okay. It's okay. I got a coach that I really like and enjoy being around. If you're an asshole and we're not a good team, and I there's no like clear path for me to make it to the NFL because of you as a coach. I'm the hell out of there. Bye. I'll go hit the portal. So yeah, you gotta change, you gotta change your tune a little bit, man. You gotta adapt. The best coaches do it, or unless your name is Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. Uh how about this though? Will this save Michigan State? Uh Mel Tucker released a set of NFTs this month called NF Tucks. Oh. Uh, you buy these, it gets you, you know, probably like Talk some. about being uh, early to trends. Mel Tucker dropping NFTs I mean, in I May 1st, mean, 2023. Yeah. So, wow. once again, Brum wow. absolutely nails it here, right? This shows that sometimes, uh, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Like sometimes you just get lucky. Mel Tucker read the market absolutely correctly on Transfer Portal. He has not read the market correctly on <laughs> NFTs, which appear to be at an all-time low. Uh, Nobody gives a fuck about getting a shitty JPEG pixel art that, guess what? I have a picture of two, even though I didn't spend $50,000 mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, sure, okay, but I got the source code. Okay, and? Like, but, but yeah, so oh, there's, 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 there's something timing. deeply, exactly, there's something deeply troubling bad as timing. you're already... You try to be like, no, no, Mel Tucker's got it, dude. I'm telling you, look at what he did a couple of years ago. He's a, he's a smart guy, and then you debut NF Tucks when they're literally at their lowest point. What does it give you access to? What does it give you access to? I, uh, what, what's uh, again, Do we know the utility? It says Michigan State. Oh, I love NFTs. Talking about utility. What utility has any NFT ever given you? Nothing. Nothing. Now, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. Wh whatever. Look, the point is, you probably get like a pixel art Michigan State thing. You get some behind the scenes access to the program. So that's utility right there, I guess. You know, to be uh, fair. To be fair. That's cool. And and this is actually great. All the proceeds from the NFT sales. It's not some NIL bullshit. It's going to support the boys and girls clubs of Southeastern Michigan. So that's a great deal, man. So you can Good at job. least feel like just, you're he should doing have been, something. He's a year late. He's still a year late. He's a year late. He's, he's a year late, year late to the Point party. To but yep. he's doing something for a good cause. And if you are buying them, I guess you could tell yourself the utility is you're giving to the Boys and Girls Club and um, maybe you're getting access to to the program. But that is deeply funny that NF Tux debuted right as everybody mm. wants to fire. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, I wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate maybe 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 he's setting the trend again. I mean, I listen. I would not be a madman, as you know, if he does. You know, he was a trendsetter with with the uh, transfer portal. If he's sure. once again a trendsetter down a different area, maybe he just knows something that we don't know. And I'll say this: to take off again. I'll say this. I'll say this. I I have watched the Bitcoin cycle, and I know these are not the same things, not one to one, but I've watched the Bitcoin cycle for twenty years now, right? Where it's like it gets hot. 
everybody loves it. It falls off. Oh, shit, it'll never work. And then it gets hot again, right? So I have no illusions. Yep. Like, I fully expect the zeitgeist to happen once again and NFTs to heat back up. And I'm not trying to shit talk him too much, Aaron. I know you got some NFT shit going down. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've thought about him a lot. I've read into him a lot. And from where I stand, I just don't think they're bringing much to the table for me right now. That said, my brain is broken. I'd bribe Brian Kelly NFT. Go Mel Tucker. Pixel art. Hey, Mel Tucker, I'm rooting for you, buddy. I'm rooting for yeah. you, buddy. You got it. Yes. Trendsetter uh, Tuck. I'm about to go buy me one. Where is that on OpenSea? Where is it at? NF Tuck, baby. Um, NF I'm not Tuck. sure. If you Google NF Tuck, uh, it should show up as to where you could buy it. Uh, look, I got a crypto wallet, okay? You know, I've, 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 I've lost money in crypto like everybody else has too. Um, so, oh, oh, oh what, what, hmm, anything else on Michigan State? Yeah, look, if you just go to SpartyNFT.com, you can go buy it now. Get your NFT. Uh, momentum is real. The future is mm. now. NFTs for a cause. Also, I'm need to see the full breakdown of these these finances. I don't want to be a, too big of a jerk here, but I kind of doubt that one. Uh, okay, this is every dollar. This is every dollar right here. So they would get massive trouble. It's not true. This is every dollar raised for charity. Go get an NF Tuck today. Um. Nice. Uh, okay, so you know who probably doesn't miss Mel Tucker? Oh, and here's mm -hmm. the other thing about Mel Tucker. Sorry. Uh, Brum pointed this out before the show. Luke Fickle's in there now. Matt Rule's in there. Chip Kelly and Lincoln Ooh. Riley are coming. Like, Michigan State has to feel like they backed the wrong horse here. Right? It was yeah. a fever dream. It was COVID. They were feeling hot and heavy. And now they're kind of stuck with this guy who, mm -hmm. look, it was an incredible one-night stand. Now they don't really know what to do. The more you get to know him, the more he kind of bugs you. Should have never moved in together that early. What were you thinking? It was just so the dopamine was hitting so nice those first couple mm. of days. Mm. Uh, but so you know who doesn't miss him, Mel Tucker? Colorado, because they got Coach Prime. And this all I'll say about Prime for today's show is that he's been promising these new faces. Some of them are a bit more interesting than others. Uh, they got Derek McClendon, the really good. Uh, defensive tackle at a breakout year last year for Florida State. He's awesome. Uh, they got a guy with at least name recognition in Cavassier Smoke. They got a bunch of guys, and there's plenty more coming. I don't know there are going to be a bunch of guys that necessarily jump off the page, Aaron, but remember, you take over a 1-11 and 11 Colorado team. There weren't a bunch of guys that jumped off the page there at all. Here's a no, list. Not. Here's a list of the schools, and this list is still growing, but here's a list of the schools that Colorado – is bringing transfers in from. And I just want you to know, or I just want to really hammer home, just like this is the Coach Prime effect right here. Obviously, you got Jackson State on there. You got Kentucky. You got South Florida. You got Kent State. You got Missouri State. You got Florida. You got West Virginia. You got Dartmouth. You got Arkansas. Old Dominion. Florida State. Tennessee. Fresno State. Clemson. Alabama. Ole Miss. Arizona State. Louisville and a bunch of these guys you're taking two or three players from. I mean, think about the breadth and width of the schools that we just talked about, Aaron. And 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 you know what? Maybe I'm wrong here, but I would be hard pressed to think that that players transferring from these schools that they have personally handpicked and scouted would be worse options than the guys who are on the way out. So the national advertising yep. effect of Coach Prime is very real. Oh, it's definitely real. We know it would be real. He's a guy that 
mean, he could walk into a living room of any top recruit and mom and dad know him and love him and probably want his autograph. And the kids are probably wanting his autograph. Like he's, he, he goes through all boundaries of, of with the excitement that he brings. So um, I think it's just a start. You know, I've been, I don't want to feel like the past couple of weeks I've been salty on, on prime at all, but I think he's, he's just, I just want people to realize that it's, it's, this isn't a, he's not, and he would, doesn't want this either. It's not a bandage. He's not trying to put a bandage on Colorado. He's trying to build it the right way, which is yeah. why you saw the mass Good exodus point. a week ago after spring. Like this isn't a, Hey, I'm going to come in here and do a quick fix and, and go through the portal and do what we just talked about. He ain't trying to be Mel Tucker. He's not trying to try to come in here and just, here you go, Band-Aid, boom, all of a sudden we're all groovy. No, 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 no. Like this is – I've been a part of a lot of programs my entire life from college to the NFL to what I did at Jackson State. This is how I truly believe a roster should be built, and I want to start from from ground zero and build this the right way. So like I'm not as concerned about year one. I know there's a lot of excitement for year one, as there should be, with all the, the ticket sales and the spring game and all that. I just want Colorado fans to know that – Regardless of what happens year one, we're all hoping for success. I love the story. I think he's a great coach. What he's building, I think you will really start to see it year two, year three, year four, if he's there. So just just strap it. I think he's doing a hell of a job. I agree. I agree. And I'm going to be very interested to watch this list continue to grow. And uh, one day, like when it's done, I think we are going to – it'll be one of the most fascinating yet kind of like – hmm. I think if you're listening to snaps, you'll probably give a damn because you like college football. I don't think it's going to have mass appeal, but just sitting there and looking at the Colorado roster from 2022 to whatever this finalized 23 roster is going to look like is going to be shocking. It is going to be truly jaw-dropping. As now, uh, they are down to – oh, sorry, tried to mute my mic, muted my camera. Okay, I'm a disaster. Uh, They are down to 13 scholarship players from last year's roster again i think this Ooh. is better but 13 yeah. players um uh somebody I, I, said you to go to a chat yeah well, go ahead jimbo you got we'll, we'll comment yeah yeah jimbo slice bread said sanders is a coach he's a figurehead slash entertainer that's you i said this months ago but with today's game and the responsibilities for a head coach that's that's honestly more coaches are going to be trending in that way of I'm going to hand over the X's and O's. My job, especially in NIL and the transfer portal, is to bring in opportunity or help bring in opportunities for kids. And you can't tell me that there aren't companies out there saying Colorado is in the news cycle and Colorado players are in the news cycle. Let me go give those kids money through NIL to help promote my brand. Like that is part of the game right now. And, and part of it's also bringing in money for facilities. He, got Walmart to build a brand new facility for Jackson State. I mean, yeah, like, was awesome. that's the coach I want in today's game. I want a guy that can bring in money for facilities. I want a guy that creates enough buzz that my players get the trickle-down effect of it so they get NIL deals and is willing to hire good OCDC and let those guys do their own thing and just have them go out there and recruit. Like that is That is today's game when it comes to coaching, and I think he is the definition of all that. Um, and you know, what's you know, what's kind of got it. What is kind of wild and, and prime didn't take this path because he didn't have to, because what he did on the football field, but it is kind of yep. crazy. If you're a coach now, you have to earn your way to that head job by like knowing scheme, right. And being a great X's and O's guy. And then you have to prove to do something completely different. 
Like you have to go from being a football only scheme guy to then all of a sudden you have to be a true like CEO of a major, major organization mm -hmm. and company, right? And then eventually you have to delegate that scheme to others. Now, Lincoln Riley's on the edge, right? He's still somehow straddling the boat, yep. but even Ryan Day is starting to waffle from that. And, and, and you know, Brian Hartline was on his um, tryout basically for play calling duties this spring. So maybe Hartline ends up getting it. But, but it, it is kind of coordinators to be head coaches is sometimes such a terrifying exercise is that it's it's kind of a bad system really and that um you're 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 asking for guys who came up doing one thing to do a completely different thing and yet I mean, proved to be ultimately very successful in like organizational leadership in general right yeah 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 yes yes i've heard about this problem before i don't know what it's called bro but it's like okay your top salesman deserves a promotion but he's actually a super badass salesman and like this other person who isn't as good as sales is actually better at managing people yes and but we yes. reward and pay managers more and so we therefore promote good salesmen into being bad managers it's called the peter principle yep oh okay there we go look yes. at look at brum brum says he's still like new york elitist smart so sometimes smart. it's just it's just crazy it must be that it's amazing oh wait LSU education did, okay, speaking of, did y'all know that there was actually a Philadelphia Bulldogs? I forgot to mention this. Oh. Back in 1965, the Philadelphia Bulldogs were in the Continental Football League. They actually won the mm. league title in 1966. They beat your boys, Aaron Murray, the Orlando Panthers. I know you're from Tampa. Just roll with it. They beat the Orlando Panthers 20-17 to 17 in overtime. Their quarterback was Bob Broadhead. Who's Bob Broadhead? He would later go on to become LSU's athletic director. He would hire wow. Skip Burtman who would win five national championships in the 90s in baseball. He Damn. would hire Sue Gunter, who the LSU basketball court is now drama-filled, named after, go to their first Final Four. And Bill Arnsberger brought an SC title home. How about that? The Philadelphia Eagles, Bob Broadhead, LSU, Skip Burtman. It's all Philadelphia connected. Bulldogs. It's all Philadelphia Bulldogs. What is it, Eagles? Oh, my bad. Yes, Philadelphia Bulldogs. Yeah. Philadelphia Bulldogs. How about yeah. that? Crazy, dude. Yeah. Crazy. What's up, dude? <laughs> I used to like how the two life shoes used to do it, but it was more of a Q dog. It was sounds a Q like dog bark. It sounds like uh, something from the the Mandalorian. What are those? What are those uh, people that talk like that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the, uh, yeah, the Tuscan Raiders. People. Yes, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, yeah, people. yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm really excited to play some. Uh, Jedi fallen survivor here. I'm probably going to wait a couple weeks. I've heard there's some bugs. What is this though, dude? I'm looking at ESPN card article about the, uh, the, the, the biggest impact transfer this spring. Craig Hubert says Tyler or Hobart says Tyler Buckner to Alabama. Fuck out of here, dude. I don't oh, even care if he's no. a starting quarterback. Alabama's a 10 and two team, no matter who plays quarterback. That's an awful pick in a world where bear Alexander to USC exists. It's absolute yeah. insanity. Or Sam Hartman, because, you know, heartthrob. Yeah. I wonder, mm -hmm. is Sam Hartman, mm -hmm. who, you know, who has been Did you put a head coach? Can you put a head coach and a quarterback on the cover of GQ at once? I mean, can you do that? Oh, God, that is, that's a good point. Oof. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, Notre Dame mm -hmm. may lose, but they'll look damn good while doing it. And then it's like them two, like, GQ'd up. Absolutely.
Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder though, Aaron, do you think with Hartman now that he's going to be out of the Jackie Chan drunken master style of the slow mesh, um, like did the slow mesh make Hartman or will Hartman benefit from being in a more traditional system? Well, I don't think he's going to benefit from stat wise. I think, you know, he, the stats he put up, they were pretty damn good. So I don't think he's going to go out there and, and, and match that just based on the system. So I think it was, I think it was very mutual. I think Sam Hartman is a very talented quarterback. I think any quarterback would benefit from being in a, an extremely quarterback friendly system like Wake Forest runs. But I think he's a guy that I think has the skill set to to push past that similar to what we feel like with Hendon Hooker going to the NFL. There's guys that obviously you put them in the system will excel because they're great quarterbacks and the offense dictates it. But then those guys that also are just really good quarterbacks that may be a couple bumps in the road, but will still be pretty damn good when you put him in a new environment and a new offense. So I think he'll be just fine. Uh, yeah, Blake Walters has a really good idea for a Colorado idea. Just take the two rosters, see what the average recruit ratings are between them, right? Like, what was the average star rating before and after? I think that will be great to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, what else would be great to look at is our show tomorrow because uh, we're done for today. Uh, so, look, we love you very much. Huge thank you to everyone hanging out to the chat here every day. Uh, it was a very fun weekend. Glad to be back. Remember, uh, subscribe to Snaps on your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, whatever. Rate it, review it, please, y'all. That really helps. Like the post here at YouTube.com slash the volume. And a massive thank you to our fearless producer, Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas. A thank you to you, Aaron Murray. And most of all, a thank you to everyone uh hanging out with us here in the chat all the new faces we love seeing new faces every single day here uh we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of snap fire the grill and fire up the party get the weber searwood pellet grill smoke roast and sear on the same grill go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees it's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.